What's up, everybody? New episode of Ray Loves Movies. And, of course, I am Ray Taylor, uh, and this is the podcast where I review a movie that I just watched uh, from inside my van in the parking lot of the movie theater. Uh, so today, uh, I put out a couple days, or put yesterday I put out a thing on Twitter asking my followers which movie uh, they wanted me or recommended that I review next on this show. And uh, Blade Runner 2049, 2042, uh, what's the actual number? 2049 uh, is what was predominantly chosen for me to review. And uh, so I did that. I went to a screening. It's a movie that's been out for probably about a month. It's almost gone from theaters. But, uh, you know, i kind of a fan of the first one. Uh, don't really remember it all that much uh it's just you know i watched it a long time ago when i was kind of first getting into movies and uh you know there's a lot of great movies that have made were adapted from philip k dick uh novels and uh blade runner the original being one of them uh pacing wise and aesthetically wise this one fit right in um I don't know who directed the first one, but this one was directed by Denis Villeneuve. Uh, yeah, I guess it's a series now. The uh, this uh, like everything's a series or a universe. There's a universe too. Um, so anyway, I went and saw the early show at a movie theater that I used to work at. I was a projectionist at for many years. Uh, the Regal, it's a Regal cinema now, but it's the Regal Rancho 16 uh, movie theater in Rancho Mirage. Uh, there's a Costco across the way. When I was working here, there was pretty much nothing in this area except for the movie theater and a Costco. Now there is all kinds of shit built up here uh, about 15 years later. So, uh, yeah, so I went and saw an early show of Blade Runner 2049, and I enjoyed it. Let me get a little, uh, it's, right now it's ranked 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, let me read the synopsis here for everybody, uh, curious. Officer K, played by Ryan Gosling, a new Blade Runner for the Los Angeles Police Department, unearths a long-buried secret uh, that has to be that has the potential to plunge what's left of society into chaos. His discovery leads to him on a quest to find Rick Deckard, played by Harrison Ford, uh, a former Blade Runner who's been missing for 30 years. Uh, so that's the synopsis. The runtime is uh, 240 minutes, and yeah, yeah came out uh october 6th and we're you know halfway through november now so it's it had some good legs surprisingly movies don't really last that long in theaters uh that often but um yeah so that's that's kind of the premise of the the movie the the overall movie is kind of a very simple uh kind of overall it's not not anything that's too complex or too um 
you know, there's not just like chocked full of stuff to like, I don't know. There's a lot of movies that, you know, try to add more to the film and it just ends up, you know, confusing things like at it's just too much junk this one was devoid of junk it looked gorgeous danny villeneuve which uh let's see what else he's done uh looked great the score was very unique is very much like uh almost like a robotic whale sounds i would say uh let's see here uh what movies have you done danny Denis, Dennis, Villeneuve. Let's see here. Jesus. Okay, he's 50. Uh, filmography. So, let's see here. I'm not seeing anything that I recognize. Oh, he did Sicario. That was good. Arrival. Okay, okay. Arrival's really good. I guess the soundtrack is pretty similar to Arrival in a lot of ways, too. Uh, but, yeah, Arrival is great. Nominated for Best Picture uh, last year? Was it last year it was nominated? It's kind of a interesting film to be nominated for Best Picture, a sci-fi film. Uh, but, yeah, this one looked great. Uh, Ryan Gosling was good. It was just... it's. Uh, I had a problem if you watched the last episode where I reviewed uh, Murder on the Orient Express. I had a very difficult time staying awake for that movie. Uh, I was dozing off. The theater I watched uh, that particular movie at had the reclining seats. Um, so it was very comfortable to be in there. If I watched this movie uh, in those reclining, you know, recliners super comfy lazy boy seats i probably would have fallen asleep even though this one i i wanted to try and stay awake like i was in the movie it's just the super long takes where there's not a whole lot going on it's like very minimal uh but just super stretched out long scenes so i mean it's a three-hour movie and it's like it's a very, like, I could see this being just a standard hour and a half independent kind of a movie, but it's stretched out to uh, almost three hours. Uh, but it looks great. The story, pretty simple also. So the, the synopsis that I read was kind of vague on the synopsis uh, that I just read was vague on the synopsis. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's basically, I mean, I... I don't want to say spoilers, I guess. I don't I don't even know uh I guess spoilers just in case. Uh but it's you we come to find in this universe, this movie that uh replicants uh are now reproducing. So it's kind of and the humans that you know, the original Blade Runner. Blade Runners are the people uh, hired to basically exterminate uh, the, the, other, the other replicants uh, that have gotten free or loose. Uh, they gave a brief. The nice thing with this movie, like I don't remember the first one really at all. Uh, I, I remember liking it, but I don't really remember what it's about necessarily. I mean, I guess I kind of do. But I don't remember any specifics of the first one. 
Um, you don't need to watch the first one, in my opinion, to watch this one. Uh, it is related to this one because Deckard is the main character in the first one. Uh, but they give a brief synopsis at the very beginning or, or a, you know, not synopsis, but a, a brief kind of uh, catch you up at the beginning of the movie that kind of sets, explains where we're at um, in this one. And uh, Ryan Gosling's great in it. I mean, it's like such minimal performances. Minimal, there's like, it's weird how it had like this grand feel, yet a very minimalistic kind of uh, sensibility to it. Uh, but yeah, so they they come to find, so Ryan, Ryan Reynolds is trying to track down uh, like a new breed of uh, replicants, I believe. It's in the synopsis or in the in the the I don't know what you call it. At the, the, the very beginning of the movie, uh, like a new company took over uh, and bought what was left of a uh, once failed company that you know made these robots to or replicants to be slave labor. Um, so. You know, the, this movie is about the humans still wanting to exterminate uh, these replicants. And then when they find out uh, that they are reproducing, then it's very important that they, you know, keep doing what they're doing. But also, you know, exterminate this, this new thing that's been born. Like these replicants, you know, created a, a new kind of a life because it's two replicants you know i guess i would imagine not designed to uh reproduce although yeah uh, yeah it's uh so it's it's simplistic in that way where you know he's on a very simple mission but then you know there's politics that go into it and all that kind of stuff and uh you know there's kind of a twist where you think that he might be the uh the child born because he has memories, um, but then you also are introduced to this character who engineers uh, memories. Uh, she gets hired to uh, create these memories, and she kind of has this little uh, device that she uses to uh, kind of, you know, recreate these memories or whatever uh, that get pl implanted in the replicants. Um so it's great. I mean, I enjoyed it. It, you know, aside from it being slow and me, like I probably just need to start sleeping better. I, I had tons of back problems, so I really didn't. I slept okay last night, but I was in pain all day yesterday. So I don't know if it's just I'm still exhausted from all of that. Uh, but I was having such a hard time staying awake. Um, and aside from the difference in this case compared to the Orient Express movie. I didn't really care. Like, I was bored in the Orient Express movie. And that was one of the reasons why I was falling asleep. And also the super comfortable chairs. Uh, this one, you know, they're old school chairs. It was stadium seating, which is nice. Small theater because, you know, it's a movie that's going to be gone soon. Um, but, yeah, it was just... Thankfully, the score did have, like, these loud moments in it uh, that definitely woke me up. Uh, but also you know there's not a whole lot going on so you drift drift off for a second i didn't i don't feel like i missed too much of this movie um it for being it's kind of weird how long and s slow it is it didn't necessarily feel long as much as i felt how 
you know, just how stretched out all of these scenes were. Um, so being a three hour runtime and, and considering what those scenes were, it really wasn't that bad. Uh, but, uh, and the movie is pretty good. I would definitely recommend, I mean, it's, if you try and watch it on a big screen, a uh, good sound system would be good too. Cause I mean, it's just the, the score to this is mainly sounds. I mean, I, I, I kind of described it as, you know, a robotic whale sounds. Uh, so it's, it's, it's very minimal on that too. Um, but yeah, I would, I would recommend the movie, not to everybody. I, I can imagine a shitload of people just saying it's boring. Um, I mean, there's not a whole lot that happens. It's a very simple kind of a thing. Um, there was some cool moments like the the advertisements and the the kind of world that they put you in uh, is, you know, they they stayed true to the original one, uh, but also you know upgraded it a little bit, made it look more modern. One thing this movie I thought did way better than Thor, uh, considering both of these movies, I would imagine have a lot of CG for the backgrounds um, and the environment. Uh, this one, 100% of the time, I felt like I was in those environments with those people. At no point was I staring at, you know, actors on a green screen stage like I did with Thor. Uh, so definitely, I mean, completely different kind of movie. It's not a superhero movie. It's a, you know, it's a sci-fi sequel, uh, you know, created by one of the, the most prolific sci-fi writers of uh, our generation as far as movies are concerned. Philip K. Dick, the, like so many of his, of his uh, adaptations uh, are amazing. Like Scanner Darkly is fucking great. Um, and then all the other ones that I'm not thinking of off the top of my head. I don't know if this is based on his that book, uh, Do Electric Sheep Dream at Night or something. I don't remember what the actual title of his book that Blade Runner was based off of was was called. But um yeah. So I, I think it did it it did things better than that. It was it had uh one of the characters was a a hologram kind of personal assistant, almost like her, the movie her, but uh, you know, generations down the road. Uh so that was really cool and it and and even though it was like a hologram virtual assistant um, throughout the course of the movie, that character gets a lot of life to it, which is interesting because, you know, the movie's about replicants, which, you know, there's kind of the moral debate in the movie on how, do they or do they not have souls? Um, if something was born, does the fact that it was born, does that constitute now that it has a soul? Uh, but where does I, you know, I, you know, kind of deep philosophical questions that we will probably uh, run into and have to start tackling as a society, uh, because as we start using robots to do all of our jobs, uh, and you know, the intelligence of robots gets better. Um, you know, at some point we're going to have to, I would imagine, start, you know, laws at some point 
will will have to be uh, discussed as far as rights. What rights do if if we put artificial intelligence into a robot, does that intelligent new being, even though the intelligence is artificial, do they still deserve basic human rights? And are human rights does that start to extend past, you know, what we define as human, you know, sentient rights, you know, intelligent rights, just basic rights. You know, I mean, we, we have rights for animals in our society. So, you know, I could see, I could definitely see uh, the robot apocalypse coming because we don't, <laughs> we don't allow them to have rights, even though uh, they started off as our slaves, uh, which is kind of in a way, a weird way of how history has repeated itself. You know, humanity enslaving other humans to do work. Uh, for free for business purposes and then you know in this in this future society we're going to have replicants to do it and uh, it's not that far off from from being plausible in my opinion Um, but yeah so there's kind of movie doesn't really deep you know step it's go all in on these these ideas but definitely within the minimalist kind of landscape of this movie those ideas are brought are part of this movie uh yeah i mean i don't know what else to say really about about the film um i don't want to spoil the end um harrison ford doesn't show up until way late in the movie probably two hours into the movie he finally shows up which is good uh I don't know if I saw a trailer, but I definitely saw, you know, promotional material for this movie. And it definitely seemed like he was going to be a bigger part of the film. Uh, however, I'm glad it was more of, uh, is it Ryan Reynolds? No, it's not Ryan Reynolds. What's his name? Uh, Kiefer Sutherland? No. Uh, what's his fucking name? Ryan Gosling. Uh, he was great. He's a good actor. You know, I, he's done he's done a lot of solid roles and stuff so it worked and uh you know Harrison Ford is great in this but i guess it also kind of explains why although the end of first blade runner it is kind of ambiguous whether uh he is a replicant or not but i believe in this one it's pretty definitive because he's he's uh the dad of the the what comes to be a uh, hybrid um so it's interesting it's interesting uh all around uh i enjoy it it's i mean as far as it's definitely gonna stand up like as far as just the way it was made and how it looks and how it was done i mean this is gonna be a movie that will stick around it'll age extremely well it'll age extremely well um but yeah i don't know i don't know what else to say about it uh watch it definitely if you're into it i would imagine most people that loved the first one saw this in theaters uh but as far as watching it at home you know i i would most of the people that i know i'm i might not recommend this movie um 
but if if you're into kind of it's almost like a big budget independent movie um but with just uh, gorgeous shots it's almost worth watching just for you know how beautiful it looks which i'm glad i got to see it on a big screen uh i wish i had seen it kind of a better screen the sound wasn't the greatest in the theater the center channel where the dialogue uh, comes out was turned down a little bit so there were some scenes where like i couldn't even hear what the the characters were saying um so i i may have missed out on some stuff there but it was fairly easy to to keep track of what was going on in this movie so i don't know i'd recommend going to see it for most people i guess i don't know it's hard it's a hard one it's hard uh i mean i definitely see what was it rated on rotten tomatoes 88 percent. that's good uh, you know, maybe to get a little bit better, it, they could have, uh, you know, there could have been just, I guess, maybe something that that made it more just just kind of pasted a little bit better or something in it that would keep that pacing better or like it felt like maybe like maybe if it had a little bit one more thing one more one more piece may have may have put it up into the 90 percentile but 88 percent that's that's not too shabby at all um and it's rated high on imdb also uh google it's 81 it's like across the board pretty pretty solid 80 percentile um but yeah that's that's it that's my review of of uh blade runner 2049 uh it's not a movie that like i'm excited about you know like it wasn't as far as my experience it was just like you know i don't regret seeing it i enjoy that i saw it but you know watchability man that's that's probably not gonna happen you know, I don't I I really can't see a situation where I would be like, yeah, throw that on again. Like, even if it's on streaming, it's like, I don't know. I think I'm good unless I do the only the only thing I could see in like five years doing watching Blade One or Runner One and then uh, followed up with the the second one. Not that they they're necessary to. uh watch it's not really that kind of a sequel but uh i would like to revisit the first one again um and if i do that maybe i'll watch the second one and do like a marathon or something like that but other than that it's not like one of those movies where there was a lot of fun in it or you know it wasn't like a super fun movie to watch but it also wasn't a chore to watch so it kind of kind of fit it was more of like it was more of a film that's like artistically like artistically it it was amazing to to witness just like it's it it feels good to see a film that is just really well done by somebody that knows how to make a film um now the story itself could have been a little peppier a little bit more fun but you know i that may have taken it out of the just the aesthetic of the film of being you know the just kind of a, a empty desolate kind of a depressing in a way sci-fi film 
but definitely looked amazing. I look forward to seeing what Villeneuve does in his next film uh, because there's not a whole lot of directors like this that they could pull off. It's like it's got that classic epic feel to it already, you know. So as far as as opposed to being like, uh, you know, a studio blockbuster film or something like that, where you still see gorgeous stuff, but just there's nothing to anything going on. Um, yeah, so that's it. That's my review of this movie. I don't know what the next movies I'm going to watch uh, is going to be. Is that a cop or is that a security guard? Uh, but I'm going to wrap this up right now. And, uh, yeah. What is that? Where's that fire? I don't know. They're circling. Uh, so I'm going to wrap this up. I'll let you know what movie. If you want to recommend a movie for me to review or to watch, uh, I go watch movies in theaters and review them in my van at the theater after the show. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ray Taylor. I have an ongoing abstract portrait series, uh, which you can find at inspireddisorder.com. Please buy one and support me. Or you can go to patreon.com slash inspireddisorder, and that is where I... Uh, we'll accept your donations, your monthly donations. Uh, please start at a dollar a month. Uh, but it, you can always donate more if you want. Uh, hopefully I'll be adding perks soon. I mean, there's perks already, but I'm going to be changing it up and uh, adding more. But just go go over there and donate a dollar. Help me out. Uh, but if you don't want to donate, a dollar a month is $12 a year. Not a whole lot. Uh, but the more the people do it, the, the better it is. Uh, so please go over there. InspiredDisorder.com. Uh, is where you have links to subscribe to this show on iTunes and YouTube and everywhere else podcasts are found, uh, as well as my social media and my artwork is sold there too. So thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. Uh, this has been Ray Loves Movies. I'm out of here. Ray Taylor. I'm going to go watch some more movies. Probably not today, uh, but yeah, it's it's fun. Go watch some movies. It's a blast. And uh, I'm doing this because I got a a movie pass card, which is 10 bucks a month. I can see up to one movie a day. Uh, just standard movies. It's not the 3D or, or IMAX screenings. Uh, but I enjoy it, man. I love watching movies in the theater. Um, and just because it forces you to watch it. Uh, my So far, sleeping, I'm, I may need to like make sure I drink some coffee before the next movie. I don't want to have to... This falling asleep stuff in a movie theater is, is a bummer. All right. All right, everybody. I'm out of here. Have a great week. Peace.